Have you ever wondered if your life is normal? Have you ever looked around at the piles of dirty laundry, the dishes in the sink, and the spaghetti sauce smeared on the walls, floor, and faces of your children and wondered if you're the only one? Have you ever wanted to put your head under a pillow just for a few minutes to take a break from the fart noises, screaming, and general chaos around you? We have a special guest with us today who's going to encourage you and let you know that you are not alone. Welcome back to our regularly scheduled episodes of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. For the past month, I have been reading to you from my book, Come and See, 30 Family Bible Stories for Easter. And today, we will be starting Season 3 of Redeeming the Chaos. Hey Mama, does your life feel a bit chaotic right now? Do you feel overwhelmed by the weight of responsibility to raise those little boys God has given you? Do you want to raise strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus? In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. But guess what? I also need you. We boy moms gotta stick together, right? I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. This is actually part one of a two-part episode, and our special guest today is an author, an inspirational speaker, a mom of eight, and a grandmother of ten. She has spoken for moms groups for over a decade, and she is the author of several books, including Recapturing the Joy of Motherhood and There's an Easier Way, 21 Ways to Lovingly Raise Your Children Without Regrets. I am so excited to welcome Bonnie Greiner to our show today. Well, hi, Bonnie. I am so excited to have you here on the podcast, Redeeming the Chaos. Welcome. Thanks so much for coming. I'm so honored and blessed to be here. I've been looking forward to it. Well, we are so excited to have you here. And I know our listeners are just going to love hearing from you and from your wisdom. And so tell us a little bit to start out. Just give us a little bit of your background. Tell us about your kids, things like that. Okay. I have a little bit of a different background. I was raised as a Jew in Philadelphia and fell in love with a Christian brethren hog farmer from a very small farming community about 85 miles from Philadelphia. And we ended up getting married. And so I moved onto a hog farm, never having had pork or anything related, and became a Christian before we were married. And within five years, we had had four sons. So so four boys in five years. Okay. But you didn't stop there. How many kids do you have all together now? We did not stop there. Our fifth pregnancy, also a son, ended as a stillborn birth. Mm. And after our stillborn son, we continued to have three daughters. And then our eighth is a son. And they're about every 19 to 22 months apart. And they are now 23 years old is the youngest. And the oldest just turned 37. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you are in a different stage of life now. You have adult children and 
grandchildren. How many grandchildren do you have? We just had our 10th. Yay. Congratulations. That's exciting. Thank you. Very fun. Well, I am super excited to hear some of your wisdom in raising children and especially specifically raising boys because here on Redeeming the Chaos, we are focusing on raising courageous boys who love Jesus and who want to follow him. So I'd love you to think back to like those first years when you had four boys. What was what was life like back then? (laughs) Life was crazy and chaotic is a really good word for it. Not only were we farming and I had never farmed before, but my boys were so close in age and there was really no downtime. And so I wasn't used to children always wrestling as boys do. And it was noisy and we were in a very small home. And the best word to describe it would be chaotic and crazy. I felt often out of control. I think that our listeners can relate. Um, I certainly can for sure. I have four boys as well, but we are done. We are, we are done with our, our four boys. And yeah, it feels so out of control sometimes. And did you ever feel like that you were doing something wrong? Like, were you, did you ever look at, did you ever just feel like, what am I doing wrong? Why is this normal? Or is there something that we're not doing here that's supposed to be happening? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked me that. And actually, I thought a lot about that before I was invited to be onto this podcast, because I think a lot of young moms or moms of young children feel that way. And I don't feel there's, no, there's really no reason to think that if I was just a better mom, or if I was just like Aunt Susie or my girlfriend or my sister, that there would be less chaos. I really don't feel that way. And yet I think it's the first thing that the enemy throws at us, that it's our fault instead of children being childish and young boys being boys. Oh my goodness. That is such an encouragement to hear for me personally. And I I know for, for everyone listening as well, that yeah, recognizing how God created our boys to be energetic and to be full of adventure and they are loud and they are noisy. And I think as moms, we have a responsibility to kind of look at our boys and see how are they reflecting God's image? Like how is this wildness and this sense of adventure and is like how how are they created and how are they reflecting God's image in in all of that wildness and craziness. So how did you handle that? It's easy to look back and and realize, yes, that was the enemy putting those thoughts into my head and trying to make me feel defeated. How were you able to remind yourself of God's truth during those times? Or how were you able to kind of get through some of those moments when you maybe questioned what you were doing or questioned whether you were parenting well? As I was trying to figure out how in the world I get anything else done other than cleaning up messes, nursing babies, changing diapers, because I always had two in diapers. My husband suggested one day that I come up with some systems to help manage the chaos. And so I started to come up with some systems. I can't really call them schedules, and yet they were sort of routines, and I learned to manage better. I made a list of areas that were stressors. What stressed me the most during those first six or seven years? And then I made up some systems to help handle them. That is great. And I think that is so helpful. Um, I know for me, my youngest is four and my oldest is 10. And I kind of feel like I've 
reached a new stage in parenting where I'm actually able to consciously make some decisions and consciously like put some plans and some systems into place. Um, I don't know about you guys listening, but I feel like those first years when everybody was just babies and, and diapers and, and I just felt like I was just trying to survive and keep my head above water, I think. But I I feel like recently I've finally been able to be like, okay, we're going to put some systems in place to make our life feel a little less chaotic and a little less crazy. <laughs> just tell us some a couple practical things that you that you did as far as setting up some of those systems and routines. Sure. It was actually my husband's idea. And I came up with some areas that seemed to cause me the most stress. And one of them was chores, getting things done. And I don't think having a young child help you uh, ever is a help. It's usually three or four times the amount of work. But what my husband and I discovered was we could start having our children help when they wanted to help at ages two and three. And then when they became seven and eight, I could just, they did their own laundry at that point. They could be legitimate helpers. And so I came up with a chore chart that worked for our family living on a dirty farm. That was the first thing I came up with. The second thing was meals. I'm not a good cook. I don't enjoy it. And yet I wanted all of our children to learn some basics. So I came up with 20 meals that we love the most. And we had those same 20 meals all weekdays each month. So whatever, if we had chicken burritos in January, we were going to have chicken burritos in February. So I came up with 20 meals and my children learned to make all of those 20 meals. I never had to worry about if I had enough of something in the pantry or freezer because I knew what meals I was making every month. It also was great for the budget because I could buy in advance. I knew how many cans of black beans I needed because four of the meals included black beans. Those were two of the systems that helped a lot. I am so good at coming up with systems, but then sticking <laughs> with the system <laughs> yes, is, is always a challenge. It's usually like January around this time of year. And then I'm like, all right, boys, this is the new plan. You're going to do this, 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 and this. We're going to have a chart. We're going to have rewards. We're going to have this and that. And oh, probably around, I don't know, March, April. They're like, what happened to those those tickets we were earning? I'm like, what? Huh? I oh, I don't know. Gosh. Okay. So I love involving kids in the work around the house. I think that helps so much in giving them a sense of responsibility and a sense of ownership. And I have found in our family that when our boys have that sense of purpose and they have a job, like this is their job and nobody else is going to do the job if they don't do it. And I find it helps to keep them not so crazy. I mean, I'm not sure how it's connected, but they don't get so wild. We don't have as much anger issues. Like I have several kids who've, who've got some some big emotions and big reactions. But I, I found when when we do have those systems and routines that they feel more secure in that and that they kind of know what to expect and that helps them to, to not be so all over the place. I agree. I think it's really important. They have a lot of energy. I found that my sons had a lot more energy than my daughters. And so outside time was mandatory unless it was lightning. We went outside. And also my husband found too that giving just exactly what you said, giving our son's job empowered them. It gave them confidence to do, to learn other new things. And it helped with all of that. Just what you just said. I absolutely agree. Yeah. We started a new, a new chore chart. (laughs) I guess it was back in December, (laughs) a new, a new system as I do every year, (laughs) but it seems so far, it seems to be, to be working pretty well. Right now we have a system of tickets. So when they 
do their chores. Like I, I check off all of the things that they're supposed to do. And playing outside is one of those things. They can earn tickets for playing outside and for reading and for they each have like a, a family job that they're responsible for each week. And then they have to couple other little things. So then they're able to earn tickets and then they can use those tickets for different rewards and things like that. But I found that that my kids are so much more motivated to yes. be part of what's going on in our family. They're more motivated to help out. And and I think just the the routine itself helps them to feel secure and feel confident. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I'm uh fingers crossed that this will that we'll be able to stick with it and <laughs> That this will fall by the wayside. And meals too. I love that idea of meal planning. Um, some of you guys listening may be excellent meal planners. I am not one of those people. I often my kids ask me, what are we having for dinner? I'm like, well, I'm not sure yet. I've got some, I've got some chicken. I'm, I'm they're like at the stove grilling chicken. They're like, well, what is it? What's it gonna be? I'm like, well, I don't know yet. What what do we want it to be? <laughs> and I'll go to the basement and find a can of this and a can of that and mix it together. And so I'm really good at like creative cooking, (laughs) if you will. Um, But I love that plan. And oh, I've never heard of somebody like actually training their kids to make those 20 meals and then they know how to make them. That is such a great idea. I'm going to I'm going to have to try that because my son, my almost nine year old loves to cook and he always wants to be in the kitchen. He always is asking if he can make meals. And and many times I'm just like, not today. I just I just need to get this done. But I think that I'm gonna gonna implement that. So you were raising boys and then you had a couple of girls down the road as well. What were some of the differences that you noticed with your boys versus your girls? Like I just want I just want our moms here to just feel kind of normalized. Cause I just have boys and a lot of moms who just have boys wonder, why do my friends with girls, why do they just seem so much more calm and their houses just seem so more peaceful? And like, I just want you to speak to to the moms who have a lot of boys and just help them to understand like what is normal in a, in a house full of boys. <laughs> I love that. I love, and I, I think you partially addressed it earlier in this interview and that our children do represent God's heart and they represent God. And we want our sons to, I mean, the day they are born, we start releasing them. And when we finally get to that point where they are out from under our home, what kind of men do we want them to be? And so I started to goal backwards, G-O-A-L. What kind of men are we raising? We want men that are all in. And so when we see these boys fighting and they they have a goal and there's nothing that's going to stop them, even if it's wrestling their brother down to the floor, those are characteristics we want to encourage, not as far, as far as wrestling down to the floor, but yes, you can be diligent. And I would call my four sons an army. We were an army for the living God and our home was base camp and we would always have each other's backs. And so, yes, it was noisy and yes, it was busy. And those were all attributes that would help them later to work hard. I mean, I know my husband had two full-time jobs for many years so that I could stay at home. Well, what kind of man does that? A man that works hard and is busy and learns to exercise and stay healthy. And for little boys means a lot of loudness and craziness and rumbling. And it all works together in how God created them to be. Yeah. I 
Absolutely agree with that. And I, I've been reading the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. But it just what you just said reminded me of that, that God is a warrior God and he is training his sons and his daughters to be in battle with him. And I just love that that analogy of like how you were teaching your kids like, hey, we are we are in God's army and we're we're soldiers and we're fighting learning to fight. And you know, I think we do our kids a disservice when our boys are so naturally drawn to battles and fighting and like good versus evil. I think when we try to minimize that in their play, I think we do them a disservice because God created them to fight and he to fight for what's good and to fight for what is right and to stand up for people who are not able to stand up for themselves. And so I, I love that, like encouraging, encouraging our boys to certainly not hurt each other to an extreme, but like the, the wrestling and the fighting and like, that is just all part of how, how God made them to be. And also, I know my kids are very competitive and it drives me crazy sometimes that like the one in particular, he always has to be first or he always has to have the best or he always has to have this. And my prayer for him is that we'll be able to channel that competitiveness and that drivenness so that he will want to do his best work for God's kingdom and that he will be driven to make a difference in God's kingdom. Um, Just a reminder to moms to embrace the chaos. That's why I named the podcast Redeeming the Chaos, because I don't think the chaos is necessarily bad. I don't think it's necessarily something that we are trying to eliminate even though many times I'm just like, oh, please, just quiet. I just want, I just want peace and quiet. <laughs> We're actually going to, I'll just tell everybody listening here, I have invited Bonnie back to do a second episode with us because I think that she just has such a wealth of information to share, and I'm super excited about that. But I do want to go back. Is there anything that you would do differently as you look back that maybe could prepare us as we're going, maybe moving into the next stage of of parenting boys that we could just kind of, we want to be aware of this and maybe make some changes ahead of time. There are two things, I think. The first is I must admit, and I'm very transparent about this. I was a very angry mom. I would yell. And I got to the point when my oldest son was six and I had my fifth child by then I understood that yelling never was a good thing to do. And uh, praise the Lord, God helped me turn that around. And so if I could change anything, I would just let moms know that, yes, it's a hard thing. What we're doing as moms is hard, but that acting out in anger is never, ever the solution. It will always compound the problem. So that's one thing I I wish I would have known earlier when my first was just born about that. And the second thing is I needed to let them be brave young boys. So as a mom, I would watch them jump four feet off a rock and, and say, what are you doing? Only to understand through my husband that this is something boys need to do. They need to jump. So I would release them earlier and sooner to be boys to get dirty, to jump, to roll, get muddy, things like they wanted to do. They're not little girls. And I treated them that way for the first couple of years. Oh, that is so good. Such good advice. And I can relate to both of those things. The yelling, I I understand. And I am guilty as well of just being at my wits end and not knowing how to get their attention or not knowing how to get them to listen. My son the other day said to me, 
mommy, why are you yelling at me? I was like, because I said your name 10 times and you did not acknowledge me or even hear me until I started yelling. (laughs) And sometimes it's just a matter of actual volume because there's so much noise going on. And I know, especially with boys too, just because of how their brains are wired, they are very focused on what is right in front of them and what they are doing. And if, you know, if the TV is on or if they're in the middle of a book or if they're in the middle of a conversation with their brother, and I literally sometimes have to walk up to my sons, take their face, turn it towards me and be like, I am talking to you. Please pay attention. And even then their eyes are darting, trying to like avoid the conversation. But oh no, that is that is really great advice for moms. And I agree that that yelling and getting angry, it's such a natural response. And it sometimes feels like you're accomplishing something, but it doesn't. It never accomplishes what the goal that you actually want it to accomplish. And it only causes our boys to get more anxious and to get more rebellious against the situation or or whatever. So yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And that's something that, that the Lord is working on in, in my heart as well, for sure. And then your comment about them being brave. I love that so much. We want our boys to be strong and courageous. And that means they're going to take risks. That means they, they're going to try things that are dangerous. They might try to blow something up in the backyard. They might, <laughs> which my kids, oh goodness, they've, they've tried. My, one of my kids came in the other day. He's like, mommy, I need some flint and steel. I was like, really? What are you going to do with that? <laughs> He's like, well, we're going to make a bomb. I was like, oh, all right, well, carry on. Because yeah. <laughs> half the time I know that obviously they can't actually accomplish what they're going to do, but it just makes them feel so, right. so like dangerous and bold and brave to to even attempt those things. And and my kids have been digging a hole in the backyard with the neighbor boys, a huge hole. <laughs> it's probably, oh, it's probably like five feet deep. And they came in and they're telling me, they're like, we've, mom, we built a bunker and we're going to stick all of our weapons in it. And, <laughs> you know, and we're going to have, now we're going to have some bunk beds soon. We're, we're just about ready to, to, to dig the big whole cavern. And my first reaction is always to be like, well, that's stupid. That's a dumb idea. You're not going to be able to do that. It's not going to work. <laughs> but I have to like, I have to catch You're myself right. and just be like, oh, well, that's awesome. That's a great idea. I'm so glad we're going to have a bunker in our backyard. And, you know, that'll be great when the bunk beds are all done. You guys can sleep down there. And and just good for you. Just encouraging them in their in their creativity and in their adventure sense of adventure. And just a reminder to, to all of us moms to let them get dirty and let them make messes. And that's how they learn. And that's how they um, express. Yeah. Express God's character and God's image in their hearts. Okay. Well, we are just about out of time, Bonnie, and I am super excited that you're going to get to come back with us for another episode. Thank you so much for coming. I hope you guys will be able to join us again for our next episode. And Bonnie is going to talk to us just a little bit more about parenting and her experience and just encouraging us moms in our role in the role that we that we play with raising boys. I loved having Bonnie as a guest today on the show, and I hope you will join us for the next episode of Redeeming the Chaos, where Bonnie is going to talk with us about six practical ways to redeem the chaos in your home. If you would like to connect with Bonnie or find out more about her, you can visit her blog at mombyexample.com. And I will have a link to her blog as well as affiliate links to her books on Amazon in the show notes. One more thing before you go. 
Do you know any other moms who are feeling overwhelmed by the daunting task of raising courageous boys? Would you share a link to this podcast episode with them? Also, I would love to invite you to join me in our Facebook group. It's called Raising Courageous Boys, and it's a place for Christian boy moms to connect and encourage each other on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising boys. I have a link to the group in the show notes, or you can go to redeemingthechaos.com. Thank you so much for joining me for Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources that will help you raise courageous boys, go to redeemingthechaos.com.